Hi, I'm Lou. Welcome to Therapy and the Body. Tune in to hear me and my therapist friends talk about why it's important to include the body in the therapeutic process. This podcast is for clinicians, clients, and anyone who's interested in exploring the body's experience. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the polyvagal functional systems and how these systems impact behavior. I hope this gives you light bulb moments because it did for me. An easy way to understand the polyvagal theory is by comparing it to what we've known about the autonomic nervous system before. Before the polyvagal theory, we understood that there were two functional systems, the sympathetic nervous system, which gears us up for action and propels us into flight or fight when needed, and the parasympathetic nervous system, which enables us to relax and supports the proper functioning of our organs. In this model, we knew of one pathway to respond to threat in that sympathetic nervous system. The polyvagal theory, on the other hand, identifies three functional systems instead of two. These are the dorsal vagal nerves, which are pathways that regulate the organs below the diaphragm, and the ventral vagal nerves, which regulates organs above the diaphragm and has something to do with our facial expressions and tone of voice. The third one is a sympathetic nervous system. With this newer understanding of our nervous system, we have two pathways to respond to threat. The sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, or dorsal vagal, which is playing dead or dissociating. So let's take a closer look at these three systems, ventral vagal, sympathetic, and dorsal vagal. I'm going to make a side note here. My examples are general and not graphic, but they may be triggering for some people. So please do what you need to do to take care of yourself. The ventral vagal neural pathways are our most recent evolutionary development. It's why we're able to engage and connect with other humans with language, facial expression, and tone of our voice. When we're in this state, in a regulated state, we have access to these circuits. We're able to communicate clearly and effectively and choose how we want to respond to the situations in front of us. The sympathetic fight-or-flight response corresponds to our mammalian brain. This development goes back a little further. When this state is triggered, we're not able to communicate as effectively. The only behaviors we have access to are ones that will help us survive by either fighting or getting away. The dorsal vagal neural pathways correspond to our reptilian brain. This development goes way, way back in time. This state emerges when our body receives information that we have no chance of fighting or getting away. Our best chance at survival in this case is passing out or otherwise dissociating. This is the only behavior we have access to in order to protect ourselves from what's happening. As we go down the line of the evolutionary development of our brain and nervous system, the behaviors we have access to become more and more limited. If you're running for your life, you're not trying to have a heart-to-heart with someone, and you're not thinking about what's for dinner. 
So let's take an example here. Say Nadia was being approached by someone, kind of aggressively. The first thing she would do is attempt to engage with this person, maybe ask what they want. She'd also likely try to make contact with other people by yelling for help. That's all ventral vagal. If socially engaging in some way doesn't work, Nadia may start to fight back or run away. That's sympathetic arousal. If that doesn't work and she feels trapped, she may dissociate or go numb. This is a dorsal vagal response. The thing I have to stress here, that these states, these responses, the behaviors we have access to are involuntary. Understanding this has huge implications. Take a first grader, Anthony, who's constantly getting in trouble for smart talking his teacher or fighting his peers. He's labeled as bad. But this kid is not bad, but rather constantly in a state of sympathetic arousal. What this kid needs is not a pathological label, which perpetuates harmful behaviors, but rather safe, secure attachment, which makes it possible for ventral vagal to come back online. With more access to the ventral vagal pathways, Anthony will be able to communicate more effectively and have access to a greater range of behavioral choices. Without this, he's simply trying to survive. As this all relates to the dorsal vagal response, there have been times in my life that I judge myself for not doing something, not fighting back, but in some instances, we simply can't. It's not a mind over matter situation. We can't will our way into another physiological state. In every moment, even in the most scariest, our bodies are doing the best they can to keep us alive. So let me know if this is clear or if you have any questions you'd like me to clarify or go into more detail about. Thank you for listening to Therapy and the Body. To get in touch with me about trainings or private sessions, email lujohnsontherapy at gmail.com. To learn more about how I work with couples and individuals, visit my website at lujohnsontherapy.com. Lou is spelt with an L-U.